good day. This is the Joy of the Lord podcast. In Nehemiah 8.10, it is written there. In Nehemiah 8.10, it is written there. In Nehemiah 8.10, it is written there. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. Good Lord's Day to you. This is Brother Bob. And uh, today, our devotional reading for consideration is um, a beautiful little pamphlet that was written by Keith and Megan Provence. And it's uh, Scripture Confessions for Victorious Living. And in part one, we had read uh, the first two chapters, I believe it was uh, Start the Day with God and the Greater One in Me, the Greater One in Me. And um, we were finishing off, actually, the second chapter, which is the Greater One in Me, and uh, we had looked at 1 John 4, verse 4. Let's read that, shall we? 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, and it reads as follows. Ye are of God, little children, and hath overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Wow. Let's read that again, shall we? Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. And let's look at this passage This is uh, John chapter 16, verse 33, which reads as follows. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I I have overcome the world. Let's read it again. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. But in the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Now just look at the contrast um, that, that Jesus draws between the troubles of this life and uh, the lost world that we live in with individuals who are without hope and without God in the world, individuals that are strangers and foreigners to the covenants of promise, without hope and without God in the world. Oh, my goodness. So let's read this again. And these... Oh, I'm sorry. Let's read this again. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. 
in the world, you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Wow. That reminds me of John 10.10, where Jesus draws a stark contrast between uh, Satan and the plan he has for your life and the plan that Jesus has for your life. And it reads as follows in John uh, 10.10. The adversary, meaning the devil, uh, the adversary comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come. Now here's the plan that Jesus has for your life. I have come that ye might have life and have it to the full, have it abundantly. Wow, what a contrast between the adversary of your soul who wants to kill, steal, and destroy and Jesus who has come that ye might have life and have it to the full, have it abundantly. Wow. Isn't, I mean, there's the contrast right there. Hmm. There's a wonderful song. I don't have the lyrics in front of me, but it, it's called People Need the Lord. And um, it talks about people in their quiet shame living fear to fear. Laughter hides their silent cries. Only Jesus hears. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. At the end of broken dreams, he's the open door. Wow. That talks again about, well, the fact that Jesus said it uh, perfectly right. In this world, ye will have trouble, tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So two plans for your life. Uh, Satan, kill, steal, and destroy. And it says in uh, Jeremiah eleven twenty nine, God says, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. And look at the part two of John 10.10. 10. At first, it enumerates all that Satan plans to do. Kill you, steal from you, and destroy you. But then it gives the plan of God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. But I have come that ye might have life and have it abundantly. Have it to the full. Wow. And if that wasn't enough, let's look at Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 37. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us and gave himself for us. Romans eight thirty-seven. Nay, no. 
in all these things, we are more, more than conquerors through him that loved us and gave himself for us. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Hallelujah. And give us a moment just to meditate upon this. Romans 8, chapter 8, verse 11. Romans chapter 8, verse 11, which reads as follows. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Let's read that again. But if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken or enliven, enliven your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, live in you, that live in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken or make alive or enliven your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. That's Romans 8, verse 11. Wow. So that's chapter 2 completed, the greater one in me. He who lives and abides in the true vine. Wow. Wow. I am the true vine. You are but a branch. You can bear no good thing of your own accord. Uh, but if you remain in me, that means to abide. It means to remain uh, closely, vitally united to me, holding on with dear life. If you remain in me, and I in you, and my words in you, you shall bear about with you fruit. It's good fruit. But fruit that bringeth forth a harvest, a harvest of righteousness. Oh, hallelujah. You know, he who lives in me is greater than he who is in the world. He who lives in me is greater than he who is in the world. If God be for me, who can be against me? Wow. So this has been chapter two of Scriptural Confessions for Victorious Living, written by Keith and Megan Provence. And, uh, wow. Well, let's move on to chapter 3, shall we? Chapter 3, Becoming the Person God Says I Am. 
the person God says I am. I choose to live a godly life before my family and friends. I am disciplined concerning the priorities of my life. I manage my time in an effective and efficient manner. I am sensitive to the needs of my family and friends. I am sensitive to the needs of my family and friends. I have God's wisdom and discernment concerning all my decisions. I have God's wisdom and discernment concerning all my decisions. I am loving, caring, and compassionate toward others. I keep my cool during times of stress and do not become frustrated and lose my temper. If I do something that is wrong or offensive, I am quick to repent because I live a spirit-controlled life. I am peaceful, consistent, and faithful. I walk in love at all times, and I am quick to provide encouragement and inspiration to those who need it. I walk in love in all times, and I am quick to provide encouragement and inspiration to those who need it. I know the voice of the Holy Spirit, and I am quick to obey his voice. God's presence and peace adorn my life like a beautiful gown. God's grace and favor are a crown upon my head. His goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. His goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. Let us read Titus chapter 2, verse 12. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Let's read that again. That's Titus Chapter 2, verse 12. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Now let's look at uh, James, chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. That's James chapter 1, verse 5. Reading again, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, 
that givest to all men, liberally, and upbraideth not, up upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Hallelujah. Now, First Timothy, chapter four, verse twelve. Well, that reads. Uh, Well, let's look at our last verse for this day, found in 1 Timothy 4, verse 12. Be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, which is love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Let's read that again. Be an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Be, now this chapter, uh, by the way, is called Becoming the Person God Says I Am. And uh, this passage I just read was from 1 Timothy 4.12. And again, reading one last time. Be thou an example of the believers in the world. In conversation. In charity. In spirit. In faith. So, my brothers and sisters, this has been the Joy of the Lord podcast. Looking forward to our next chance that we might share the gospel of Jesus Christ and be encouraged. For we are not a people who are without hope and without God in the world. For we who are not a people are now the very people of God. And we are not strangers from the promise of the covenants of promise. Not at all. We are partakers in the covenants of promise through Christ Jesus, who loved us and gave himself for us, that we might become children of the Most High, redeemed, purchased out of uh, eternal damnation, out of hell, out of separation from God. We are now brought nigh to the Father through the blood of his Son. And isn't that wonderful to know? And until his next appearing, it's that glorious appearing, keep on looking up. For we don't know the hour the Son of Man will return. But we have a hope, a living hope. In fact, as scripture says, God has a plan for our life. Not to harm us, but to give us a hope and a future. And that's found in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Until our next time together, let's keep on looking up and awaiting the glorious appearing of our Lord. This is Brother Bob, 
It's been so wonderful to share this time with you. Now, just, I would say, go back and look at some of these passages and uh, hide his word in your heart that you might not sin against him and hide his word in your heart that you would have hope. You would have hearts filled with hope and eyes that keep on looking up, waiting for the arrival of our glorious Lord and Savior. This is Brother Bob. Until we meet again, God bless. Good night.